Hello and welcome back. My name is Rick. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries and we are doing an ongoing uh, series of the promise from Jesus. The promise from Jesus, which is the Holy Spirit. As I do at the beginning of most videos, I point to this, the promise from Jesus at gmail.com. That's a, an email address where you can contact uh, us and give us uh, any of your thoughts, concerns, or ask a question. You can also do it in the comment section of the YouTube videos. And I just want to give a shout out to YouTube for letting us use their platform. I think it's wonderful. And the last time we were together, we were looking at chapter 8. I use the interlinear, and you may grab your version, whichever you love and, and have uh, studied over the years, and crack it open to chapter 8. Um, and uh, we'll get started. Uh, we left off in, uh, with uh, verse 29. I'll go back up over a couple verses first, and then we'll, we'll proceed. Verse 28, then Jesus said, when the Son of Mankind is exalted, then you will know that I am. Now as my Father directs me, I proclaim only these things and establish nothing of myself. Verse 29, Father sent me and he is with me leading at all times. He will not leave me alone because I please him. That's where we ended our, in our last video. We're going to go forward today in verse 30. And uh, here's how it goes. Proclaiming these words there, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Judeans that believed in him, If you continue in my teachings, you are truly my disciples. And you will learn of the truth, capital T, and the truth will set you free. Now, as I said, you know, chapter 8 is extremely meaty. It offers a lot of wonderful teaching that Jesus gave us. And it's very sustainable in our lives and very applicable to our lives today. Here he says to the Judeans that uh, believed in him, the Judeans, okay, he said to them, if you continue in my teachings, you are truly my disciples. This is really important. You have to, uh, you have to think about what Jesus is saying to these teachers, to these uh, priests and, and uh, you know, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, you know, those that are keeping the written word. He is telling them, if you continue in my teachings. The emphasis is on my teachings. And you know, when he is saying that to them, he is trying to get them to understand there is a new covenant here. There is a, a new way that is being given to you. And I want you to understand, if you continue in my teachings. You are truly my disciples. Okay? Now, look at that. Look at it in your version. Get a hold of it. Because I, I, I really want you to get that. Okay? I do. Verse 32 says this. 
and you will learn of the truth. Okay? Jesus says, he says, if you continue in my teachings, you will learn of the truth of him, of Jesus, of Father. Remember earlier, Jesus said, Father is truth. And he already knows that they don't know him. He already knows this. We already discovered that earlier in this chapter. When Jesus said, if, if you knew Father, you would know me, but you don't know me. So that means you don't know Father. So he says, and you will learn of the truth. And, you know, this, this portion of the verse is always, always used in many ways, you know. And the truth, capital T, Father, will set you free. Free from what, I ask you? Okay? Free from being in accord with the world. Remember in our last video, we talked about how Jesus said, I refuse to be in accordance with this world. But he told the Pharisees, the scribes, and the people standing there, you are in accord with this world. And the truth will set you free. The truth, Father, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the truth will set you free. Free from what? What will it set you free from? Think about it. What are you holding in accord with this world that you need to be set free from? Because you need to continue in Jesus' teachings if you truly want to be his disciple. Because if you do that, you will learn you will learn of and know the truth. And that truth, Father, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will set you free. Set you free to live your life in a state of joy and happiness and, and filled with the wonders of God's Holy Spirit working inside of you, with you. It's as though you're walking hand in hand with him daily. It's amazing. Now listen to what they said. They answered him, we are the descendants of Abraham and we have never been in slavery. How dare you say that you will make us free? Oh my gosh, really? Here we go again. You know, it's like the words just go like this. Just blown right by these guys. They just, they're not getting it, are they? They're not getting it. You know why? Because they're thinking as humans. They're thinking in accordance with this world. They're thinking in accordance with their religion. They're thinking in accordance with what they've been taught year after year after year by people who taught them in accordance with this world. That's why their response to Jesus is, we are the descendants of Abraham. We have never been in slavery. How dare you say you will make us free? Oh, my gosh. You know, can you imagine? Someone said earlier in another study that one of the shortest verses in the Bible is Jesus wept. And in this particular study, people were discussing what they thought was really happening there. 
And I had a, my own personal thought on it. My personal thought on it would be, this is a time when Jesus would would just weep. Because he just looks at the people and it's like, you know, the lights are on, but nobody's home. And these are, are those who call themselves the children of God, the Judeans. You know, they, they and they're like, oh, you know, and he's just looking at them and it's like, hmm. And how... It must have affected his, the tenderness of his human heart. And I can almost guarantee you that he felt something when that was, that was, when that whole thing went down right there. Because, you know, they, he just knew they didn't get it. They just didn't get it. And, you know, so it is today, right? How many people do you talk to where they just don't get it? And you really want them to. Oh. But let's go on. Verse 34. Jesus replied to them, Truly, so let it be said to you. And in the King James Version, by the way, that would have been, Verily, verily, I say unto you. Okay? And in the interlinear, it says, Truly, so let it be said to you. Everyone who practices sin is the slave of sin. Wow. Wow. Simple, but very truthful. Easy to hear, hard to digest, okay? He says to them, he turns back to them and says to them, Truly, so let it be said to you, everyone who practices sin is the slave of sin. The key word here being practices. Okay, practicing something, you make it a part of your life. You do it on a daily basis, right? You don't become a virtuoso violinist or pianist without practicing very much every day, day in, day out. Practicing. You don't become a home run hitter unless you practice you don't throw the touchdown pass unless you practice, okay? So what's being said here is so simple and so easy. And he says to them, everyone who practices sin is the slave of sin. And believe you me, you know this is true. If you make something that is worldly offensive immoral, whatever, okay, part of your life, and you practice that on a daily basis, you are going to become a slave to it. It will get a hold of your life. It will grab you and hold you and keep you. And this doesn't have to be something that's big, okay? It can be something very little that happens right between these two fingers right here in your mind. You know that you can harbor unforgiveness, become a slave to it. Not just unclean thoughts, okay? You can, you can uh, not forgive somebody and become a slave to it. You know, we were talking here recently about death. And why is death so hard for people to talk about? Death. D-E-A-T-H. Why? 
Is it so hard for people to talk about? You know, I heard a brother say that he had prepared this paper that had the whole story of he and his wife's life, and he wanted to present it to his children in the event something catastrophic happened or that they passed away or some that they that the children had a way of, of knowing everything about their lives, their bank accounts, their passwords, their emails, their lot of everything, everything, okay? And when they gathered the children around together at a table and he wanted to present this paper and talk to them about it and say, look, we will keep this. We will keep a, an electronic copy, a paper copy, a copy in a safety deposit box, etc. He said the kids did not want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about this. But I want to tell you why people don't like to talk about death, okay? 9.99 times out of 10 People who don't want to talk about it, people who fear death or have issues with it coming because you know what? It's coming for all of us. You know, we don't live forever here. We live forever there. So the, the bottom line is if you, if you have a hard time talking about what happens when you come to the end of the road, pardon me. Or when you're facing death or anything about it. The reason is, I mean, this is unresolved issues in your life. Circumstances and consequences of circumstances that have not been resolved. Okay? You have not, you have not laid down everything that needs to be laid down. You have not gone through and cleaned house. And when you don't do that, it's always there. That's why, you know, if you, you need to forgive someone, get out there and do it. If you need to stop doing something you shouldn't be doing, stop it. If you have, have, you know, a grudge or, or anger or something against another, go get it resolved. I mean, really? You want to carry this with you? And then you, as you approach that, those last days of your life, you have all this hanging in your background that the world can use against you and create this, this, this fear inside of your earthen vessel, not necessarily you, but your earthen vessel is going crazy. You as a child of God may be just all right, but you want to, you want to resolve anything that has not been resolved in your life. Get it cleaned up. Clean it up, as they say. Didn't mean to go off on a rabbit trail there, but I have a tendency to do that. And Jesus said, if you continue in my teachings, you are truly my disciples and you will learn of the truth and the truth will set you free. And you know what their response was. And Jesus replied to them, truly, so let it be said to you, everyone who practices sin is the slave of sin. Verse 35, and will remain a slave in this life. I intentionally left that part off because it's huge. Okay? Not only will you become a slave to it, if you are practicing 
sin. But if he says you will remain a slave in this life. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can that be? If Jesus has forgiven me, and, well, you know, I'm going to say something about that. You are forgiven, and you are not judged. Okay? You are forgiven, and you are not judged by Jesus. You have been completely forgiven as far as the East is from the West, and that is a fact. Okay? When you're practicing sin, you're doing it out of your free will and free choice. Okay? You are doing it. All right? And you are causing yourself to be caught up in bondage. You are causing yourself to be enslaved into that sin. Okay? And that's why Jesus said, and will remain a slave in this life. Okay? Now, here's a part you may not want to hear, but it's straight from Jesus' teaching. Continuing in verse 35. They will not live within the family of the Son in eternity. So, you know, when we make choices because of our free will, there are consequences. There are absolute consequences to any choices you make in your life. And if you choose sin and you choose to practice it, okay, and that practice causes you to be in bondage, okay? You may not have the opportunity because of the bondage, because of the slavery, because of you entombing yourself to even get yourself out of it, all right? You may not be able to... to, to to go to Jesus because you're so wrapped up in it. And then and then comes all the things with it. The guilt, the shame, the dishonor, and the things that will keep you from going and falling on your face before Jesus and saying, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Because he will. And he'll say to you, he'll say to you, just like he did to the lady that was dragged to him by the Pharisees that they wanted the stone, caught in the act of adultery. He'll say, look, where are your accusers? There are none. Neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. The man who laid at the pool of Bethania for over 38 years and, and couldn't get to the pool to get his healing. 38 years. He also said to that man, he said, listen, least something worse come upon you. Go and sin no more. Okay? We're talking about practicing sin here, folks. Practicing. Okay? Jesus will set you free. It's only you that can put yourself into bondage. Okay? Don't blame it on the devil. Don't blame it on the world. Don't blame it on anything. Blame it on your choices. Oh, God, here we go. All right? Tender spot. I know it. But the bottom line is it's this. You have free will. You have free choice. Now, I want to flip this to the other side of those who practice sin. 
Those who live their lives for the Lord, as Jesus said, those who continue in his teaching, those who make a choice to continue in his teachings, those who make a choice to live and learn the truth, okay, and know that there are consequences to the things of the world, and, and they don't want to be in accordance with this world. They want to live their lives for Jesus, okay? And I'm talking for real here, okay? Now, those children, be grateful for them. Be grateful for them because those are the evangelists. These are the children that are looking for the children of God who put themselves in bondage, who got themselves so wrapped up in chains that they can't get free to go to Jesus. You see, there's the evangelical movement. It's the children of God looking for the children of God who have made themselves slaves of this world. And you know, if they don't get some help from us, listen to what I'm saying, okay? We need to reach out to those children. Now, I'm not talking about worldly people who don't care about God, who don't care about Jesus, and don't even want to hear about them. They just say, get away from me. You're a freak. Okay, bye-bye. I'm talking about those who know Jesus but made bad choices and got themselves in bondage to the point that they can't even move. Brothers and sisters, those of you that have been set free and live your lives for Jesus and have the power of the Holy Spirit within your life, while you're here on earth, look for them. Seek them out and feed them the word and help them to get loose of those bondages so that they can come back to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, there's your evangelicalism right there in a nutshell. I mean, that's some powerful stuff. All right. So Jesus says that they will remain a slave in this life, but most of all, they will not live within the family of the Son in eternity. But now look in verse 36, the very next verse. Therefore, if the Son sets you free, truly you will be free. So if, if you know someone who is a child of God and has made bad choices and have got themselves to the place to where they're in bondage, they're a slave to sin, whatever that sin might be, and that's going to be something that's in accord with this world. Okay, it's what it's going to be. Then help them, child of God, help them. Because here's what I can tell you. Anyone who is a slave to sin that is a child of God, anyone who is in bondage, who has, who has been chained by this world and the affairs of this world, and they are a child of God, and they made the choices, okay, free will, to be where they're at. No matter how bond they are, how much they are in bondage, no matter how enslaved they are, 
When you speak the word of God under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that indwells you, it pierces through any bondage, any slavery, anything that would, would hinder them. Those, the words that will come from you are just as Jesus said. He says, look, it's not me speaking. It is Father that's speaking. You don't speak of yourself. And that's true evangelicalism right there. It's finding that child of God and speaking the word of God into their life because it will pierce through to them. And you can help them out of that bondage. You can help break those chains and get them before Jesus. You can do that. That's something, Father, gives us the privilege to do here on planet Earth. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. And when you get them there, right after he said, you know, that if you, if you, re, you, that you remain a slave, in this life, you will not live within the family of the Son in eternity. Right after that, he says, Therefore, if the Son sets you free, truly you will be free. So, listen. Not everyone is an evangelist. Not everyone is able to do what I just said. It's powerful stuff. But what I can tell you is this. Is that... We do have a responsibility here as the children of God to try and help those that are like the prodigal son who said, look, I'm going to take what I, my inheritance. I'm going to take what I, what I have, what God has given me, and I'm going to go into the world, and I'm going to live according to the world. And you know how that story ended up. Not very good. But one thing is for sure. He was able to come back. And when he came back, Father dressed him in the finest robe and prepared a fine feast for him. And he'll do that for anyone out there. Anyone. And we can help. We can help. All we have to do is share what God has blessed us with. So, I'm going to stop right there for today. Because that is enough. And so until next time, go over this again. Get a hold of what we talked about today. This is some, some filet mignon for the child of God. This is good stuff here. Okay? Reach out to those that have put themselves in bondage. Who have enslaved themselves to the affairs of this world. Who have chosen to be in accordance with the world rather than in accordance with the kingdom of heaven, the Holy Spirit, our Father, with Jesus and his teachings. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. I really appreciate you coming. And if you're new, thank you for coming. God bless you. Jesus loves you. And look forward to you in the next video. Until then, bye-bye.